first of all, it's okay to make mistakes and have some failure as a parent. B, you're learning based on how you were raised often or how you were taught were raised. And C, I mean, again, there's no parenting handbook and there's definitely no parenting handbook for kiddos that, you know, have different needs. So that challenge has happened all the time and, and it's okay to make mistakes. And what I think the strongest parents do is they're just open to feedback when they do make a mistake and they're open to sort of reflecting and like, how can I do it better next time? Or what was the tips or the tricks that maybe Cody gave me that I can have more success, but even the strongest parent, right? Like even like somebody with my credential or fellow clinicians that I know are parents still making mistakes and they, you know, supposedly have all the answers. So it's very healthy. It's just a matter of learning from those and trying to reframe it as positively as you can. Welcome to the Daily Naked Parent Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. On today's show, we'll be discussing the importance of self-care. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. Before I introduce you to our guest today, let me start by sharing the Naked Parent Nation offering. Naked Parent Nation's a worldwide community of parents and professionals raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truth, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness so that the challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our families. We do this by living in the naked present moment, one day at a time. So if you're ready to take back your life or just continue your journey of awareness and consciousness, then let me welcome you to Naked Parent Nation and the Naked Parent Podcast. And before we get to our guest today, we're going to do just a little centering exercise. It's that time uh, we get to take for ourselves. If you want to sit sit up straight with your spine erect and slowly let your eyes close and just let this time be your time and follow me through a little short meditation and breathing exercise. If your eyes aren't closed, you can close them now. Take a deep breath and bring yourself into your body. 
notice whatever you're noticing right now whatever you hear hear it and notice any sensations any tension any discomfort feel your feet on the ground feel the clothes against your body feel the air against your skin whatever's in your mind whatever thoughts you have just observe them and let them pass notice how you're feeling emotionally and don't try and change it just notice it and now bring your attention to your breath noticing the rise and fall of your stomach as you breathe in and out. Notice the cool air flowing in through your nose and the warm air as you exhale. Do you find your mind wandering? Just refocus back to your breath. Keep breathing in and out. And now allow your awareness to expand, to encompass your breath moving in your entire body. Bringing your awareness to your thinking and whatever you're feeling emotionally right now. Broaden your awareness to notice the whole experience you're having, holding your entire body with all of its sensations and thoughts in your awareness. Now bring your attention back into the room, open your eyes whenever you're ready, if they were closed, and notice what you can see, notice what you can hear, push your feet on the ground and feel them firmly on the ground, and visualize or stretch and come in to yourself and into our episode where we have Cody Harms with us today. Cody, welcome to the show. Thank you for being with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, Chad. I love that that exercise. I feel ready to go. Awesome. Where are you calling in from? I'm in Los Angeles today. That's awesome. Yeah, Wait, yeah, today yeah. is that? Are you a mover and a? Oh shaker? no, no, no! I don't. No, I mean, like, I, I don't. Not like they travel or, or do work from other places, but I happen to be in Los Angeles, and I do live here as well. Awesome. 
So you're a therapist, you work with parents and professionals, coaching and therapy. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about your professional life, a little bit about you? Yeah, I'm a board certified behavior analyst. So I have like one of those fancy degrees. Uh, I've been to school for a while. I've been in the field of like special education in the realm, either working with kids or teens, adults with various diagnoses uh, and their parents and their teachers and fellow professionals for about 15 years now. And then I'm also the co-owner and head practitioner at my, my agency, Curated Family Therapeutics. And again, we specialize, like you said, in supporting parents and professionals and teachers of the special education community. Awesome. Can you tell us what brought you to that line of education and line of work? Yeah, I'm third generation teacher. So uh, I kind of started out that as my route. I I always wanted to be in that field. And even as like a practicing clinician now, I still feel like the roots of everything that I do are in teaching. I started out and as I wanted to become a teacher, I really lucked into this camp and everybody in the camp, whether they were three or 73, had some sort of physical or cognitive diagnosis. And like within the first week, I just, it connected with me and I knew this is the population that I want to support. And as I progressed, you know, I've worked in schools and communities and homes and, and really everywhere and kind of been on a fly on the wall for every milestone and every event in this community, whether it's like IEP or toilet training or making your first best friend or making your first uh, significant other or, you know, supporting dad and son to go to the baseball game with, without a massive meltdown. So I've pretty much seen and supported everything. And I'm, I'm really proud of all the work I've done. That's awesome. Thank you. Very inspiring. Can you tell us one of the most challenging moments you've had on your journey to date? Does anything come to mind? There's challenges all the time. I think for my particular work, particularly when I used to work more so directly with the kiddos, I think it's always challenging to work with parents who maybe aren't quite ready or aren't quite to the point where they need to be all in for their kids' success. In that particular avenue, I was really focused on addressing them, address the needs of their child, and then address the needs of their child specifically. And I think one of the big catalysts for me to focus more so on parents is because I want as many parents as possible to be at their best and to be their sort of highest selves and living their best lives. So that way they can be the best for their kiddos and and they can be ready to accept those challenges and really see their kids for all the great things that all the great people they are and all the skills they have rather than maybe their lack thereof or shame or any of the things that comes along with parenting. I actually know that the challenge from multiple sides, because I, my focus is more on the parents, Um, you know, this, but I've also been the parent who had the behavioral therapist in my home who wanted me to be more present Yeah, and them not just be kind of a a well-educated babysitter. They wanted to help me learn how to best help my child. Um, Is that a common theme in yeah, I mean, in, in that realm, again, that's kind of what I, I used to do. You know, the science tells us the more parents are aware and the more parents are participating and following through, the faster and more effective all of the, the techniques will, and strategies will work. And the more independence you'll see from your kiddo, which is kind of the long goal. But I mean, there's a, when you're, especially when you're in somebody's home, you're working with their child, there's a lot of like intimacy and barriers that get, you know, moved through. And, and it can be really challenging as a parent. You know, I think just like, The acceptance that I need the support is one step, but then allowing someone to come in on a daily basis who you don't know, and they're working with 
the most precious thing in your life. Like it's really complex and really challenging. And I see from both sides, but I think, again, kind of my focus now is supporting parents to get there faster and have more energy and, and more enthusiasm and more understanding of that component of, of how to be the strongest parent possible. And, and that starts with being the strongest person possible. Can you share some of the, the challenges that you see parents having and some of, you know, and maybe more specifically on some of the work that you do with parents so that a parent can kind of know when they reach out to somebody like you for support? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think the, the the feedback that I get from parents a lot is like, I just, you know, like I get it and like I understand what you do and like I want that, but I just don't have time for that. Like I don't have time for myself. I've got to give 100% of myself to my kid. You know, he has this significant need or he does this throughout the day or he needs this. And I think when I'm hearing parents giving 100% of themselves to their kid, there's only so much power in your battery on a daily basis And if you're not recharging that battery, if you're not focusing on yourself as a person or your personal growth or yourself in relationships, there's so many aspects that make you a whole person and parenting is just one part of it. It's the biggest part of it and it's the most important part of it. But if you're not addressing and kind of refueling the batteries on those other aspects, then you're really going to kind of start your day to day on a low battery mode, low power mode that doesn't give you a whole lot of bandwidth or energy to be there for your kiddo or be there for yourself. And that's the goal. What are some things that parents can do to be that more whole person? There's a few different things. I think what I think the big thing that I push for parents initially is kind of redefining what self-care looks like and is. I mean, I think parents have this initial and everybody has this initial thought of like, oh, self-care is like an hour massage every Saturday. I mean, hey, we know that's maybe not realistic for most families, whether that be financial means or time. And so I like to re-envision and, and self-care is anything that works towards your values, brings you joy or brings you health. I mean, it can be 30 seconds, it can be 30 minutes or it can be three days, you know, like it can be done. And so I love working with parents to reframe what that looks like and then build those habits of engaging in those self-care activities incrementally throughout the day, right? Like the hour massage is great. And if that works for you, that's awesome. But what are you going to do on Monday afternoon while you're waiting in pickup line for your kiddo and you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling burnt out? Like what are the conversations you can have in your head or what are the things you could have done before pickup line or, you know, how do you create those habits? So again, if you only have five minutes or if you have an hour, you can reset and recharge your battery. Cool. Is there any stories that come to mind, just kind of a success story or a story of a parent who you've worked with, who, you know, is experiencing positive changes in their life? Yeah, I think, you know, it's working with this one family and they were really hesitant to acknowledge and talk about their child's autism diagnosis. And they wanted the best for their kid. And for whatever reason, whether it was like the way they were raised or or culturally, they just, it was really overwhelming for them. As we talked about it and we kind of set goals for their kids and we set goals for themselves They eventually came to allowing him to start like setting up play dates, even though they knew he needed to develop a lot of those social skills. So he may not have success. And, you know, the first few weren't 100 percent successes. And as we worked through it and we talked through it and we reframed the experience, could list 10 reasons why it was positive for them and positive for him versus 10 reasons why it didn't go well for him or 10 reasons why it didn't go well for them. Each play date 
as he progressed in skills and their mindset progressed, so did the play date. And, you know, and then the coolest thing is like a year later, school starts and at the end of the first week of school, I get a phone call and say, oh, my gosh, you'll never believe it. Three boys came up to me and they asked me if uh, they could have a play date with my son. And then he said that two other friends wanted to have a play date with him. And, and we don't have enough time this weekend. Like we don't we can't we, we yeah. there's only so many hours in the day. How do we do all these play dates? And I was just and it was amazing to know, like the worst thing in their life was once that they were afraid their child would never make friends. And then it, a year later, it was we don't have enough time in the weekend to accommodate all the friends that he has. So that's just one of the really cool ones that I have. Yeah, that's a cool story. So what's a parent feeling when when they should reach out to you? Like, because if they're saying I don't have enough time, like, how do we get to that parent that says they don't have enough time? Because if they feel like they don't have enough time, they're not going to look for ways to get support, most likely. Right. So how do we break through? How do we support parents who need help but don't even necessarily know they need help? That's a million dollar question. I think like one of the things that I practice and grow to accept as a, as a clinician is that the old adage is like, you can lead the horse to water, but doesn't mean you can make them drink. And it's the same saying kind of works for parents. Like no matter how dire the circumstances or how overwhelmed or depressed or anxious they feel or how challenging their, their kiddo might be and, and then witnessing it visually, right? Like this kiddo is whether they're not engaging socially or, you know, they have significant like physical disability or they're engaging in self-injurious behaviors. You know, I've seen sort of extreme circumstances where parents are still stating, well, that, you know, that's okay. Like no big deal or whatever that is. I really think honestly, like podcasts like yourself, Instagram, Facebook, there's like a culture of kind of like putting your foot into the door. No matter as, you know, Chad, you know this, is like as a parent, and I'm sure you're friends with other parents who who have children with special needs and or you see a, a young parent who you know could use some support as much as you would offer anything or a provider or whatever you know have you've had success with in your own life, that doesn't mean they're going to necessarily accept it. So I, I love, again, opportunities like supportive Facebook groups or Instagram groups or this podcast to really open up parents mind and to help them understand like, A, I'm not the only one, B, there is resources out there and C, like, this can be really cool. Like I can be really proud of my kid and, and I, my kiddo can accomplish anything they want to because the resources are out there, but I, I just have to take those initial steps. Yeah, cool. You know, I've been at fault of doing this. I assume that other parents are at fault of doing this, but we get kind of trapped in our own head, in our own home, with our own unique needs that our kids have. And it it sometimes feels like it's me against the world. It's us against the world and nobody can understand, you know, how could you help me? Yeah. You don't know what I have going on. Do you ever run into people who feel like, how could you help me if you don't know what I'm going through or? Yeah, for sure. And I mean, again, like I've done this for 15 years. It's a really intimate job in the sense you're working either with someone's kiddo or the main focus is their kiddo, or you're working with their personal life. Like sometimes my sessions are not just in a classroom, but they're also, you know, in someone's home, like particularly the work that I used to do. And that's a really like intimate setting and can be really uncomfortable. I come across that a lot. I'm really sensitive to that. I want to meet the parent where they're at. And the best way to sort of like showcase success and to get a little bit further is a have it like systematic, right? Meet them where they're at and just start taking baby steps towards the next challenge. 
And B, if they see that their kiddos having success with me, it's a real like a consistent motivator to be like, okay, I get it works. How do I like, he's doing it with Cody Monday through Friday, but he's not doing it with me Saturday and Sunday. How do I bridge that gap? Yeah. Is most of your work one-to-one? Is there group work? Work with some groups. Most of it is like one-to-one or one-to-two in terms of parents. Or again, I work in a lot of schools. One of the big things I do with schools is I'll work with like a classroom as a whole, or I'll work with a teacher to work with individual students. I'll work with like the admin team to develop like curriculum and sort of school community that's as inclusive as possible for, you know, the friends that I care about the most. And then sometimes within those schools, like I'll, I'll host like parent groups or there's enough parents that are interested, I'll, I'll host groups. I think the challenge is finding, you kind of need the environment of like a school or a community center to develop that parent group. I don't often have like, hey, there's four mom, there's four of us moms and we'd love to meet with you as a, as a group kind of. Yeah. But I would be open to that. Like That's something that I would love to do. It's just not, it's not as easy to make happen. Yeah. Our parents... Are we doing things that hurt our kids' chances of succeeding? Are we doing things that are slowing down our kids' opportunities for growth where we don't know it? Yeah, I mean, but, but I don't think it's unhealthy. You know, like all, there's no rule book and there's no handbook on parenting, right? You didn't, no one goes to get their PhD on parenting, I guess, unless you're someone like me, but like, it's okay. Like, first of all, it's okay to make mistakes and, and have some failure as a parent. B, you're really you know, you're learning based on how you were raised often or how you were taught were raised and see, I mean, again, there's no parenting handbook and there's definitely no parenting handbook for kiddos that, you know, have different needs. So that challenge has happened all the time and and it's okay to make mistakes. And what I think the strongest parents do is they're just open to feedback when they do make a mistake and they're open to sort of reflecting and like, how can I do it better next time? Or what was the tips or the tricks that maybe Cody gave me that I can have more success, but even the strongest parent, right? Like even like somebody with my credential or fellow clinicians that I know are parents still making mistakes and they, you know, supposedly have all the answers. So it's very healthy. It's just a matter of learning from those and trying to reframe it as positively as you can. Is there an easy way to find out if working with you is the right step for a parent? Like, how do they figure yeah. out? We have a website and calendar. Like, I offer free consultations. I also offer free workshops. So, like, on my Instagram, if you DM us um, and you're like, hey, I have this question about this thing with my own mental health or with, you know, my child has a diagnosis, I have this question about this. Like, I'm really open to sharing either, like, the initial free consultation or just answering some questions. At a certain point, ethically and clinically, I can't give you too much information because we're not, you know, there's like a CSA and and some discretion that goes along with that. But again, the free consultation, it can be found on my website or uh, or our Instagram. And I love supporting if you have questions here and there. If you haven't already, um, can you send over some links to the different ways that people can reach out to you so we can put it in the show notes after the show. Yeah. 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 I put it at the bottom, but I can, and I can email you. And then that's also connected on the, uh, the bottom of my email too. Perfect. So a lot of people that listen to the show, they're just got the diagnosis. Yeah. They don't know where to go. They're fighting off depression or they've fallen into depression because now their dreams were just shattered. Yeah. What do you say to that person? They're just listening to the show. They're just tuning in. I feel like a lot of compassion and empathy. And I try not to forget that I was there myself. What do we say to that person 
to help them through that dark spell? You know, initially I would say is that when you kind of get stuck in that hole, things aren't necessarily how you perceive them to be in your mind. And I would encourage you to continue to try to step out and see things from a bird's eye view if you can. And when you do that, you understand that you're not alone. There's tons of families that have had success. You and your family are destined to do great things if you just continue to take the steps to get there. There's also tons of resources to help you get out, get there, whether it's this podcast or whether it's therapy or whether it's, you know, school. It just would encourage you to step by step. We are what our actions are. So just start taking actions to maybe who the family you want to be or the parent that you want to be and, and everything will definitely get better. Wow. Well said. Well said. I want to thank you for the work that you do. I know how important it is. I've had to seek, I've had to seek therapy. I've had coaches. I've taken those steps and I continue to take steps for self-care. So I want to thank you for being on the show and working with people like myself and sharing your expertise with us. Yeah, you're welcome, Chad. I, um, I, again, I love everything that you're doing. And I think your podcast is such an awesome resource as like a first step, or I'm in the middle of my journey or whatever it looks like. I just love like parents created, they define and they will forever be the best resource for, uh, for other parents in this community. People like yourself that you're doing this aspect and other parents are focused on different resources, but I'm really appreciative of somebody who's given a lot and gotten a lot from this community that you exist and this podcast is out there. So yeah. parents and Naked Parent Nation, if you're listening, I want to encourage you to take a step and build a support team around yourself. The work that I've done personally has transformed my life and it's given me a life better than I thought I could have. So Cody, thank you for what you do. We'll put your information in our show notes and uh, stay a friend of the show, please. And and we'll stay connected and continue this journey together. Okay. Awesome. I appreciate it, Chad. I'll email you. I'll just follow up email with all the the information. And then uh, I look forward to re-listening. Thanks, Cody. Have a great day. You too, Chad. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. This concludes our show for today, and I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, And the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. So long.